Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. We are back. Nikki, how are you? Hey, I'm surviving. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. And uh, I think we're going to have a blast tonight because we've got the Buttery Bros with us. Hey, guys. What's up, guys? Oh, what's up? Good to be here. It's so fun to see you. I kind of wish we were, you know, at our scheduled events rather than yeah. virtually, but I miss your faces. I'm glad to see you. Yeah. Good to see you too. Nice ears. Thank you. I'm rocking the yeah. Snapchat filters on Zoom. It's my new brand. It's oh, also okay. making it so that I never, ever have to get ready for a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the bunny ears. So she won't give them to me. I keep asking. You got to figure out how. I don't need to share programs. I'm bad at digital things i would look great in bunny ears i would not look i i I right now do not look as good as marson does with that quarantine beard though look at that thing dude yeah dude this thing is i'm going as long as i need to go you know this is actually the longest my beard's ever been so it's a a fierce beard it's a strong look yeah i need to be like carrying an axe and hacking at some wood you know that's kind of the look i'm going for yeah you should wear plaid lumber sexual bro (laughs) Oh, that's a new word. That, that is a new word. I'm going to start using a lot. TM. Yeah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> make, make wads great again. Lumber sexual. <laughs> make lumber sexual great again. <laughs> Amazing. Well, shit. Like, what, what are you guys up to? How has quarantine been treating y'all? Uh, I mean, we're still making Buttery Bro shows out of my garage Amazing. and st- still interacting with uh, a lot of different athletes. Like we had Jamie Green on our show last week and we got to catch up t- with her and how she's doing and uh, recap a little bit of her CrossFit Games experience. Uh, we put a bunch of rubber bands around a watermelon recently until it exploded. Um, like you do. Like you do. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like you do in these trying times. <laughs> we've made our own homemade butter. You know, that was a fun little thing that we put wow. out to our fans, to our peeps. And, uh, I just had knee surgery, so I'm kind of taking it easy. I yeah. uh, tore my meniscus uh, last Friday or a week ago from Friday. So I'm, I was able to get in and see a doctor like right away because they're not doing any elective surgeries right now. And the doc mm-hmm. looked at me and he was like, it doesn't really seem like you can walk. So that's not really elective. So let's get you right in here. So I'm already healing up and... Wait, did you like, did you like partially tear it? And then you were just like, nah, fuck it. Go all the way. <laughs> well, I think that like, like I've torn my meniscus in this knee before, but I think that it was just wearing out again. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was, it would occasionally like slip and slide in there and it was very uncomfortable. And oh. so like, I mean, he were doing dumbbell thrusters out here the other day and it just slipped out permanently. And I was like, okay, now th- there's no more going that's it. So I had to go see a doctor and turned out that it was, yeah, way out of whack and out of place, but thankfully it was a pretty quick surgery and got in and out and I'm walking around again already. So I'm good. I want to hear more about this making butter. Which one of you guys has better churning skills? <laughs> uh, well, Marcin figured out, he figured out that you don't need a whole lot. You just need whipping cream and a shaker bottle. So seriously, so that's it. it took yeah. us, that's it. So we, we, we got, heavy whipping cream we put it in the shaker bottle i would add salt mm-hmm. um we did not do that and but it took us like 45 minutes of shaking the bottle so if you watch the episode it looks kind of weird because we're interviewing <laughs> people while we're shaking the bottle under the table um so but yeah it took a long time and we got we got what four balls of butter that were like this big each like a half yeah inch. Two okay. butter balls and then we made our uh some traeger pancakes and yeah oh. the rest the rest is buttery I guarantee yeah. I could do it in 35 minutes. Guaranteed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you've, you've got a lot of yeah. shake experience. I've got a professional lot of, over here. I am a pro. I've got a lot of shake experience. You've yeah. got that experience. shake wig. Yes. <laughs> I really appreciate that you guys are all in on butter right now. It's nice. Yeah, 100%. Butter, cakes. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, obviously, like, I think the vast majority of people enjoy pancakes, but like, when mm. you can actually make it your mascot and like really get behind it, that's when uh, magic happens, I guess. <laughs> Mine would be donuts. Oh, donuts. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's Only when they're hot, though. Like, if I, if I get, like, a, a, a crusty old donut, I'm just, like, or even just, like, a fresh donut. But, like, when it comes out hot, mm-hmm. that's what I'm interested in. Like, I'll go into a donut shop and be like, yo, what's hot right now? <laughs> and that's where I base my decision off of the donut I'm oh. getting. 
Because <laughs> a hot donut, hot donuts. A hot donut will be any other donut that's just like room temp any day. Have you ever had duck donuts? The brand, not duck. Yeah, not a fan. No, hmm. no. Oh, like, they're, al- they're always hot though. That's why I figured you'd be a fan. Oh, I, I mean, I haven't really got familiar with my surroundings where I live now. But when I lived in Santa Cruz, there was this donut shop called Farrell's. And it was like right next to like all where all the homeless hung out. And it was like a bad part of town. But you uh-huh. could go in there at any point in the day. And I'd be like, yo, what's hot? And you'd be like, you like look around like, hey, man, we got fritters coming up soon. You better Ooh. stick around. So Or, or cronuts. Dude, they're cronuts. Or cronuts. Yeah, they're legendary. Cronuts. Amazing. I have no Which off switch is- with that shit. We have like yeah. a gourmet donut shop in town that has like the kind that are like as big as your face and it has like cereal and shit on it. And I'm like, oh, see, don't go too fancy on the donut. Right. Like I just yeah, like just need some bread, like a simple like give me your simple glaze, like do what's been proven, you know, like don't be putting bacon and, and all this like fancy glitz and glam. I, I just like the original stuff. See, you know? I will judge a donut shop on their plain glazed, but then I'm going to need to see I'm going to need to be impressed. Impressive okay. Donut job. So, so yeah, first so, date, first date is a glaze. That's right. Second date, you want to you want to see what what the fixings can be. Second date, I'm gonna go all the way. Got oh, it. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, Heber, what's what's home like for you right now? Home life's great. I just yeah. hang out with my kids every day. I I got to spend more time with them in the last six weeks than I uh, I did the previous six weeks. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's been great. I, I hang out at home. I work out with my kids every day, but I wake up and, and roll five feet and work from my desk, which is right next to my bed. And then, uh, but yeah, we're still producing a lot of content. We're still trying to see, like everyone talks about how they have all this free time now that they're on quarantine. I, I don't know where that free time went because I don't Me have that. Me either. <laughs> I'm like busier now than I ever have been. <laughs> yeah, super busy and, and like, feel like i'm wasting my quarantine time i need to like take a week off and do nothing and just you know catch up on some netflix but uh but yeah trying to stay productive and, and just being creative in terms of like what kind of content we're creating and and then also with the the push of our movie we we got super busy the first three or four weeks of quarantine promoting that building that out and and uh shifting to an earlier release for that movie guys another friggin' hit out there in the, in the movie world. I mean, real. shit, what this must've been like a completely new experience. I know you guys have been doing the docs for years and obviously we, we hit, you know, a couple snags a few years ago and things went by the wayside over at HQ. But I feel like this particular film, the fittest film was like a completely new experience just because we had this like brand new shakeup system at games and like a weird new I don't know, like everything was weird and new and difficult to navigate. I mean, did you feel that way when you were making it, producing it now that it's out? Um, yeah, I was going to say it was definitely new. Obviously like we used to work for the company for like 10 years. And so it was, it was a whole new challenge to be able to figure out how to produce this stuff independent of them. And, but I mean, also put together an entire team at the games like the week before and also produce buttery bro shows at the same time and have it all kind of be successful. It was, was, uh, was challenging, but it like, it was like the most growth that I've ever had in a year and super like happy and glad that we were able to get the movie out during quarantine when everybody was at home, like hungry for content. And yeah, it seems like, so far anyways, like the reception has been great. So people were, people were like hammering me with DMS going, talking about you guys releasing that early, just mm-hmm. like they were dying for it. I've never, I've matter of fact, I can't remember an event where I've had more people messaging me, asking me if I've seen it, if I knew it was coming out early, like I got some sort of inside track to what you guys are doing. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like, why would I know? Email Everybody them. thinks John knows everything about everything. Uh, John John's become a news source in the, in the in the last eighteen months. It's oh true. my god, it's so ridiculous. That, uh, that's so we had a lot of people who were like, "Hey, why didn't you tell this athlete story? Why didn't you tell this story?" One story that I wanted to tell that we we ran out of time for is your story, John. Which is which is how did you go from making a meme account to all of a sudden the news account for for the cross for the sport? I tell you what, when you guys do the documentary for this season and you call it the asterisk. Then you can tell my story on that one. I think that'd be great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be right there. 
I think, it, I think that's a, I think that's an excellent title for the the next documentary. This, this yeah, should be a, this should be a fun year for you guys. Like this is the most bizarre year ever. If you're ever going to do a documentary, this is the crazy year to do it. For sure. yeah, absolutely. Zoom interviews every year on out. That's all. Zoom is all I know right now, so it makes total sense. Yeah. So I mean, like, there's there's been a lot of speculations with what the games could be or might be. Uh, either way, uh, well, not either way, but if if they somehow happen and they if they happen in Aromas, I think that would be a really interesting story to tell and i think that if we're able to tell that that's something that we'd be up for and it's unclear right now what's going to happen with the games but we're kind of just patiently waiting in the wings seeing what happens with the world so i think i think people really love though the way you guys like you really get a story out of it like it's not just a documentary on people exercising like you really get kind of get to the heart of what people are doing and and you know this one at least the last few weeks has been particularly fun watching the cat fight between Vellner and and Castro. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's 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 been super interesting because Dave will hit up Heber and he's like, "Hey, I need a clip," and we're like, "Hey, what clip is it?" And it's like usually a clip at at an athlete's expense that he wants <laughs> that he wants, and we're like, "Give him a clip." He's got like eight hundred thousand followers. Like, yeah, dude, it's free free promotion, and he probably sees it that way too. But it's it's been funny to see the back and forth between him and Velner and even Matt and mm-hmm. it's, it's all, it's all good promotion for us. And we're, we'll just keep, you know, shoveling the coal or whatever it is into the fire, you know? Do you, so. do you think he's doing it to have fun or is he just got, you know, skin so thin? He's like my grandmother. Like, I, I would say that his, I think he's had fun with it. Like it, for us, it's kind of cool because Dave hasn't had a microphone for, for most of the, for the last part of 2018 and 2019, he didn't really do much. Right. So for him to, to come out and finally start talking again about the sport. It's really cool for us to, to have it be related to our movie in terms of his, uh, I, I think Dave has fun with this. And, and, um, I think Pat Vellner said in an interview that he, he sees it as Dave, uh, taking note from the, the comments from the athletes and yeah, he's got a little bit of pushback, but he's, he's taking his job seriously. So hopefully that affects the games in a, in a good way moving forward. Yeah, I never have a problem with Dave weighing in. Like, I think it's, I think people are so critical of him when like everyone in the world gets to like spew their opinions online. Like, why can't he? I've never had a problem with that. I feel the same way. I love watching him at least defend his position. I mean, you could argue, you know, you, people argue this stuff. They get really passionate about the sport. And I love that people are so passionate about it. And you can argue it a hundred different ways, but I love the fact that he does come in and defend what he's doing. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, bluntly, the guy's a great programmer. Like he is really, really good at his job. So I, you know, I'm, I'm happy he's willing to do it. Um, it's just been really funny to watch those yes. two kind of go back and forth and it helps that Vellner's very funny. So, yes, I don't think that like, I don't think he'd do that to someone that couldn't take it very totally. well, totally. you know, like Pat can take it very well. Like if it was, if it was a female who we caught at the wrong time and was very emotional and, and said things on camera, they probably regret. I, I don't see Dave really burying them more than, than, than they already have, where I feel like he knows Pat can stand up for himself and, and it makes for great, not that females couldn't, but, but just that he knows Pat's, uh, they have a good relationship and, and knows his confidence level and, and whip. How are you guys balancing when you're out in the field? Um, like I saw you guys down at Wadapalooza and it was really interesting, like watching you guys walk around and you're filming or doing whatever, but you've also got your own celebrity. Like, how are you balancing that between like, you're trying to capture content, but you've also got people pulling at you, you know, as fans. John's asking for a friend. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody pulls Uh, at me like they pulled at them. Believe me. Uh, it's, it's pretty new to be honest, like, because we're kind of behind the scenes for so long until we started doing stuff on YouTube and now it's become uh, kind of our main gig really. And, uh, it's, I'm humbled and I'm, I'm, I'll take as many photos as I can before I have to be at the next heat, you know? So I'm thrilled that people want to do that. It's, it's kind of makes it hard navigating through a place like Wadapalooza, but it's like, I, I know that our fans are like pretty loyal to like what we're doing and like, they're pretty diehard. So it's like, I'll take the time that I need to, to like show everybody some attention and like, have a conversation and get to know some people. So I love it. I think my favorite part of your growth, the two of you over the last couple of years has been stepping in front of the camera a little bit more often because I don't know, like we've known you for so long and, and you know, the, the people who've worked media and people who've worked behind the scenes and know how wonderful and hilarious and, 
you know, excited and awesome you guys always have been. And so like now that the world gets to see it too, it's, I just think that's like the most fun sort of expansion of your work and what you've done. Um, and I love that you embrace it because that switch must have been a little bit bizarre at first. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was <laughs> especially for me, like, I know, like when we first started, like Heber has a very like comfortable uh, presence on camera and he's like, you know, he can deliver a message really well. But for me, I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like when I have to like be told to like tell something or like present something, I get nervous, you know? And I kind of always like had this like nerves about being on camera until like I was just doing it more and more and getting more reps and feeling more like, Hey, I can like really kind of be myself and I don't have to like try and project a, a different image. And like, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty authentic to who I am on, on video or who I am in real life. And as things progress, it's just become like, it like pulls more of my own character out of me because I'm like becoming more comfortable doing it, I guess. And it's been a lot of fun because like now we have a pretty uh, wide variety of things that we do and go and like travel that we get to go do. And it's like, crazy to think that we're kind of created it within the last year and mm -hmm. yeah I, I don't know if you you want to go ahead and speak to that Eves. Uh, it's just been fun all of it's fun it's fun to, to to be in front of the camera and it's fun to like to Marzen's point it's very humbling to be at Wadapalooza and people people pull in you different directions to want to take photos with you but they're also very respectful to our time which has been awesome where like I think people understand we have dual kind of dual roles where we're we're creating content and we're not just there to to take photos and so when we can we'll we'll take photos and greet and talk to people and i just love meeting people all the time anyways so it's it's fun to make and meet new friends wherever we go and then uh if we're like hey we have to we have to go because we have this thing we have to do everyone's really respectful and and has been very courteous and uh and supportive in, in both what we're doing with the buttery bros and then with our movies too so it's it's been an awesome ride uh, i was just gonna say it's 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 cool to be able to like progress what we're doing and then as far as like our creativity and stuff and like hebrew will come to me with an idea and he'll just be like i don't know i just don't don't take me too serious right now this thing's gonna be awesome just trust me and then i'm like okay you know and then we get into a crazy scenario and i'm just like wow this is actually like i'm so glad that we're doing this and it's actually forced us to do a lot of things that we probably wouldn't have otherwise because it's like you know like we we know what makes for good content and like if it's like jumping out of an airplane, I wouldn't have done that, but it's like, well, if, we get, <laughs> if we get video of it and uh, we're able to put it into our show, I'm like, oh, I'm a little bit more inclined to jump out of a plane, you know? So it's stuff like yeah. that. It's been, it's been really fun. That's like pushed me as a person to like get out of my comfort zone and try things that are a little bit scary. I just feel like you guys are so you're like, you're everywhere all the time. And so being home and being quarantined, like it's awesome that you're still finding ways to like, make content and, you know, talk to athletes and work out in your, in your garage. But like, it's gotta be just a completely different pace of life. Like, how are you dealing with that? The, the pace is great. Like, especially for the first part of 2020, like January, we were just finishing the movie and then we went to London, right into Spain where we went to Barcelona and then Madrid and we were home for a week. But that week we were home. We were with Matt Fraser here in town. And then the day he left, the next day we flew to Sydney, we got back from Sydney and we were home for 24 hours and we went to Wadapalooza. And then we got home and we were going to have like two or three weeks before we were on another whirlwind trip to, um, we weren't sure if Bali was going to happen, but we were going to, to San Diego, to LA, to potentially Bali, to Wad on the Waves, home, then Portugal. So like looking at that calendar schedule to now where I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to leave town again, but this is, it's like, we still work really hard we're still putting out an episode once a week and and we're trying to be more consistent now more than ever because we we can have sort of a schedule but that means that typically on sunday night at one or two o'clock in the morning marson and i are, are texting back and forth about the edit so that we have it ready by monday when, it, when we want to publish mm -hmm. and so we're still working long hours on 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 ridiculous days to to continue to pre create content so the pace is just easier because i can sleep more um and and spend again more sleep and more time with the family is probably the biggest difference see nikki this is what it's like when you're a professional see what nikki and i do is like one of us will just text the other and go hey you want to do something today and the other one's like no i'm drunk yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not true. today <laughs> it's pretty much how quarantine's been going for me yeah <laughs> i'm like every time we have somebody on the show i'm like hey we really don't know what we're doing 
So just <laughs> bear with us while we figure well, this guys, shit you out. You guys are good conversationalists, so it works. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just like to hang. Yeah, it's been fun. We get a lot of weird shit said on here, so that's good. And Nikki likes to cuss <laughs> a lot, so that's even better. You know, I'm, uh-huh. I've been working on it lately. I've been failing miserably, but I've been working on it. Uh, well, you well, you've been working on cussing better or cussing less? Cussing less. <laughs> No, okay. I thought you were been, like, I'm working on my alliteration when I swear. Yes, you know, like I'm working on when I do working it. on rhyming. Not a lot rhymes with fuck, oh, but I'm trying to <laughs> no. So, um, we like uh, Mars is sort of starting to say like we don't know what the hell is going on for the rest of the season here. Uh, and we were like, we had Sean on the other day and we were kind of just like running scenarios and figuring out like, you know, Oh, if we go here, we go to the ranch. Like what athletes are going to go and we do teams. We do this. We do that. What is your like best case scenario? What do you guys hope will happen with the games in a couple months? Uh, I mean, Hebert have been talking about this a lot lately. I mean, obviously Madison, I think is pretty much out. Like I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. So mm-hmm. I think the, the best case scenario is aromas because one it's it's dave's property and it's been there before there's roots there i think that they can pull off a cool event with a cool test um yeah, obviously there's not going to be spectators I, I don't think but uh that in itself seems like a really cool story because yeah. one there's like you know that you had this season and all the events got canceled but you have some athletes that have already qualified so i think that you know, it's just going to be, I don't know how, how people recover there. There's not like any like hotels and right. there's, there's like lot, nothing around there's, yeah, it's, I don't even know how they did the games there in the past, but I, I feel like they could still do a really cool test and it would make for a really cool documentary. So, yeah, I think best case scenario is they, they have the CrossFit games in Aromas. We're allowed access and, um, starting in like June to mid, late June, Mars and I start on the road again, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's hard to put any weight or value into it because um, it's outside the circle of what I can't control. So, so right now we know we can create these weekly episodes and, and create a format for a show for that. And then going down the road towards the CrossFit games, it's just like, man, I can hope for something. And if it goes great, great. Um, I just trust that if they're going to do it, they're going to do it right. And, and hopefully it's an in-person competition on, on in Aromas. And I think that would be awesome. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, lot of potential there. Yeah. And I think worst case scenario is that they do an online competition that is just, I just, I just don't feel like it, if it goes online, it's, it's really worth doing personally. I'm kind of with you. I guess I just am like, I'm overwhelmed at the amount of virtual online shit it, that is happening right now. Like there's a zoom class for every single thing, which is great. It's all wonderful, but like it doesn't feel different or special or elevated at this point because like, that's how we're doing life and that's how we're making the shit work. And I appreciate that. But like the games to me needs to feel different. It needs to feel like that kind of championship and just another online competition when there's like four a week and here's a new yeah, one and, and here's a sanctional like, that's online now. It's like, it's all the same shit. Yeah. And it's like tuning into Matt Fraser winning his fifth in his garage just doesn't sound that cool. No, it doesn't. Cause he's going to win again. Oh, and so yeah. is Tia, you know, of course. again, uh, but I still want to watch it. Like I know it's like again for the millionth time, but like I, as a fan, I still want to watch it. Yeah, yeah, who doesn't want not, to see him win? Yeah, but not yeah, in the garage. Not in the garage. Yeah, the win, and then they're like, "Okay, I guess I'll find out in three or four weeks if I want or not." Yeah, we're gonna get back to you on the review process. We're gonna need to like scrape some of those reps off the top or something, you know? Right, and like so. testing goes out the window in that scenario too. Like, nah. yeah, um, testing. Clearly not, but it's just it's just a very different and not exciting. It's not yeah, glamorous. I, I think I'm thinking. If they can figure out a way to pull this off, though, they, it can be a gigantic win for the sport itself. I mean, you think cool. about it like, you know, there's a, a high degree of likelihood we're going to have, at a minimum, limited or weird college football, pro football, you know, no baseball. Like, all these sports are not going to be active like they've always been active. And people are dying for something on ESPN. It's like, right now, you're just watching two guys play and catch. Like, it's just dumb. There's just yeah, nothing on, you know, got a pretty, got a pretty sweet documentary that they might like. 
Yeah. Well, that's the point. You know, (laughs) that's the point. I think like this is an opportunity for CrossFit to come out as a real sport. I don't think it's ever really been viewed as one by the kind of the mainstream and, and given the opportunity where there's nothing else on and people can see it's actually kind of fun to watch. Could be a big, big shot in the arm for the sport itself. All right. I have another very important question. Dig. If it weren't pancakes, what is your alternative? Waffle. Well, well, hold on a second. I think that's cheating. Waffles okay. are just square pancakes. There's got to be an alternative. There's got to be an alternative breakfast item that okay. you would put up there as like a close second. And I'm dying. Breakfast burrito. Okay. See. Yeah. I count For that, sure. Mars. I don't think you can go waffle. Waffle's just a square pancake. It's been pressed. Mm-mm. It's a it's a pancake with a syrup trap. If we're really getting yeah, it's, down to it's it. a pancake with abs. That's yeah. true. How did you guys come up with this name, the Buttery Bros? Uh, well, we, it was a term that we would say, like, whenever I would, like, hit a nice shot at the games, like a well-composed finish and a person up on their podium with their hands up. I'm like, dude, you got to see the shot. It's super buttery. And then we would always say that. And they would, like, Heber would show me something he got. And I'm like, oh, that's super buttery, dude. And then... We just said it so much that it was kind of like kind of the term that we knew that we were going to use to kind of be our our thing. And then we were like, what do we call it? So we we buttery guys or we buttery <laughs> boys. Or then we just like, you know, we're buttery bros. So that's kind of what we stuck with. And then we went to Wadapalooza right after we launched our first video. And then like people were walking around. They're like, is that the is that the buttery bros? Are you guys the buttery bros? And we're like, yeah. Oh shit. It's sticking. <laughs> it's sticking. Yeah. So yeah. And then after that, it's just like, now we're the, now we are the buttery bros. We're the, and then, you know, there's other in, imposters out there like margarine men. I don't know if you've heard of them. No, but, uh, stop it. Yeah. Chandler That's Smith not real. Olson. Yeah. Yeah. Ch- Chandler Smith and Noah Olson. They've, they've claimed that name. The margarine men. Oh, no. huh. Can't even make that up. <laughs> Well, John's been going by the the buttermilk baldy, but we didn't want to say yeah. it out oh, loud to you guys. Oh, yeah, good. Like now I'm gonna work, I'm gonna work churn butter churn in somehow. I don't know how I'm gonna okay. work it out. Ugh. See, Nikki and I couldn't do this because she cusses so much. We'd be like the fuckery twins or some <laughs> some horrible name. We'd be walking around Waterpalooza. Are those the fuckery twins? Yep, that's them. That's okay. them. Hey, what's up? <laughs> And fun, fun fact is like right after we came up with that name, Heber's wife made us our logo with the pancakes and everything. And then from that day forward, we ate pancakes and it's not the worst thing to have to eat, you know? Wait, yeah. pancakes were not, pancakes were only like post buttery bro. That we, we needed something that the butter could be on because we didn't want just a floating thing of melting butter. So I was like, they put like a face on a stick of butter and I, I it's probably got to be melting on like pancakes. And she drew up this thing and I was like, perfect. And I think we <laughs> went to like two, two iterations of that. And then uh, I think it was the, we did a acid bath episode, then two episodes at Wadapalooza. And then uh, we went to London for an episode. And when we got back from London for 19.2 or three, it was three, 19.3, we were going to Diablo CrossFit to do, uh, the open workout for 19.3. And that morning I was like, we need something other than just going to do the workout to make this more entertaining because I didn't want it to just be a workout blog. So uh, I said, Marzen, why don't we test pancakes and see which, which is the best Kodiak cakes or birch benders and who can make the best one. And so we had a little cook off in that episode. And that was the first episode where we had pancakes in the episode and it, it, it caught on. We now wake and kick. A waking cake is like the the thing. It's the yeah. it's the we vessel just, for the butter, if you will. Yeah, we we just put in our last show our top three uh, of all time waking cakes. So we went through uh, a, a lot of honorable mentions and some dishonorable mentions, and then Ooh. yeah, yep. What's a can you can you give us a preview of a, what's a dishonorable mention? Like, what does someone have to do to really fuck up a pancake? For oh, you? go to go uh, to anywhere in the the European region, and it's ooh. probably a ninety five percent shot that the pancakes are gonna suck. Shots fired two. at Europe! Oh my god! Oh wow! <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't think that apricots should ever be on pancakes, and we <laughs> ran into a few. Apricots <laughs> not a good topping to okay. a pancake. Apricots. Are Although like apricots? works. Oh, pear. pear works. Okay. Yeah, pear, pear, I had a pear caramel pancake that was like, 
that was some good. And I was in Europe. So, you know, that other 5% might be really good. Hmm. Yeah, it was funny. Heber immediately throws Europe under the bus. He's like, but, you know, I did have a pear pancake there. So, you know, there's there's some good common ground there. <laughs> Europe totally sucks. I'm never going back there. Accept that pear pancake, please. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate to like, I mean, breakfast in Europe, they just, I don't know. It's just not the same, you know? I'm not a big breakfast in Europe. They got the continental, but I'm like, you know. You, you got the, you don't like runny eggs and soggy bacon? <laughs> yeah. It, who, it is who, like... Go ahead. Who eats, who eats beans and breakfast? You know, come on. You know, like, I'm like, why are you even optioning it? Why is this an option right now? <laughs> I do such a distinctly American thing, like gorging yourself on breakfast pastry. Yeah. And I love it and I am into it. So, see, mm-hmm. Nikki, this is how it's done, though. If you're going to insult like a continent, you have to do the whole continent. They're oh. not picking specific countries. Like, Nikki see? went in and insulted Canada, and then we just got pounded with messages from people just railing on Nikki for. For hating Canadians, it's still what, happening. What in Canada? What in Canada? Was, we do? <laughs> they were there. They were. Oh man! America's hat. Oh man! <laughs> it was. I was taking. I was taken like way out of context in a Craig Ritchie video. This was like last year at DCC, where he was like, "Oh, but aren't you Canadian?" And I like pretended to be really offended. I was like, "Ah, oh, you think I'm Canadian? Oh my god!" And then like <laughs> people came out of the. King Woodwork being like, cannot believe you were so offended to be considered Canadian. Like, yeah. it's still happening. I am, from, I am from Ohio. Have some respect. Yeah, seriously. Yes. <laughs> I am from the bottom of that area. Come on now. <laughs> God, every so often I'll still get a DM that's like, I'm unfollowing you because you don't like Canadians. I was like, what? Hey, for the for the record, just <laughs> I, I love Canadians. Patrick Valney for life. Patty Valney. Patty Valney alert. Yeah. You guys cannot profiteer off of my hating Canada, okay? Okay. <laughs> you think they'd be nicer? I mean, they have free health care, socialism, like <laughs> good maple syrup. Good maple syrup. Good maple they, syrup. Great beer. Like you you know, free weed, like weed everywhere. You think they'd yeah. be happier. countrywide. Yeah. I know. Seems like a great place to me. I know. You think they'd be happier, but not so much. Not are so they much. not happy? What do you mean? They well, they're not happy? happy. They're not happy with Nikki. I think they may be no, happy in general, but I think in general they're a very happy bunch and and very apologetic. That's right. Like I I'm think, sorry. I would think that, yeah, I think they'd be like, "I'm sorry, Nikki, uh, I, that you don't like our country. I'm going to unfollow you, but I'm sorry that I'm doing this." Yeah, no, <laughs> not, I didn't find any of those people. No, she got the the few random mean Canadians. There are a few. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. It just oh, well. happened. Well, we'll get happened. Them. won't you guys name a couple of countries in Germany or you know, name Germany or just pick a country at, at large yeah. and we'll, we'll let you guys no. get some hate. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> totally guys, worth what, uh, what do you guys have coming up in terms of projects? I know you're still churning out the content. Anybody cool coming on next or what's going on? Well, we, we, we're doing a lot of virtual stuff mm-hmm. kind of like this. Yeah. Um, and so coming up on the show, I think the only guest we have like dialed out, we usually will, we'll start to reach out like now, like after this phone call, I'm going to, I'm going to start throwing out texts because we shoot on Thursdays or Fridays and then we edit over the weekend and release on Monday. Um, the next guest that we have confirmed, and this is all subject to change is we're going to work out with our friend, Steve Cook, who is a, heard of him. the soldier himself. Mm-hmm. The soldier, just a handsome gentleman out of uh, Southern Utah that has graced the covers of many fitness magazines, and he's gonna yes. he's gonna put us through a an upper body swole pump session. Okay, that's like your favorite thing these days. Yeah, well, well that's yeah, all I, I can do. Yeah, that's all I can do. I'm not really. Uh, I'm, right. not, I'm, I'm not bike ready yet. You know, the knee. We gotta go see the doctor tomorrow, and he's gonna be like, "Hey, you're actually healing up much faster than I thought. So uh, why don't you just go strap on some." Power cleans or something. Yeah. yeah. I'm just hoping yeah, we, can get some, we can get some sprint ladders going. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's too soon. I'm a, too soon. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say, like, I've had this knee injury for a while. He's been beating me. So, you know, now that I'm all patched up. Ooh. <laughs> oh, is that, that's what it's going to take, huh? I, I still want to do another sprint against you because you beat me in when we were in Spain. And I'm going to say that was pre uh Oh, up. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how is he beating me? There's got to be an excuse for this. And I have one now. So 
Oh, right. It was definitely the knee for sure. The knee hundred percent. Yeah. That yeah. was the knee. Never mind that I dusted you by like 15 meters on a hundred meter sprint. Uh, I would, it was not that much. Not even it, was, close. Uh, it was like a rabbit's length at least. I was talking to somebody about this at Wadapalooza, but I think next year we need uh, an all media gauntlet. We need you guys oh, down. Nikki. We kind of uh, like wanted to do that this year. We tried to get as many, we, we ended up, whoop ended up t- kind of taking over and we, we had our, our whoop giveaway people, but uh, West Coast Classic, they wanted to do that. They wanted to have us in a, a big heat with a bunch of other people like you guys to, to throw down in a big, big media throwdown. I think it'd be awesome. That sounds uh-huh. terrible, but I'm yeah. in. But you got to do like sprints, like full out sprints while holding a camera. So, right, yeah, right. Of the course. Yeah. I haven't yeah. worked those muscles yet, the like steady arm in front of you muscles. Yeah, not get ready some, for that. some 15s and hold it like this. And, like <laughs> and then we'll. Good practice. We'll review the we'll review the footage and be like, "How's your composition?" Okay, well, you, you kind of lost yeah, the exactly. athlete here. You can't just run fast; you got to nail the shot. Yeah, damn, it's so complicated. Well, I I'm 49 years old, so I think I should get like some sort of handicap. handicap. Like, you let me use my iPhone. I just run around, just <laughs> you know, I don't need a full camera. Just you know, maybe a little Fisher Price camera. I don't know, like something yeah. small. I'll get you a GoPro, GoPro Max, so you just yeah. everything. Get just strap it right to his time. face. Just strap yeah. it to his head. Yeah, yeah strap it on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll strap just... it on top of his dome, so the bottom of the image is just this glare coming off. <laughs> a lot Blowing of out the rest of the camera. Of dome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, this is you a know, good. This is a good look. Come we on. used to no do hate. it. Yeah, yeah. We did it. Um, we did it years ago at regionals. We would like always start strong, like the beginning, the first weekend of regionals, where like all the media people from like you know we'd be like at different parts of the world. Oh, yeah, we're like, all gonna work out together. Yeah, we're all gonna do this. We're all gonna do the same one this weekend, and we'll do it again next weekend, and we'll see who whatever. And like like two weekends in, we were all like, ah, fuck it, let's just go get burgers. Yeah, yeah. Those regional workout. Those regional weekends used to be gnarly yeah seriously though it hasn't yeah. really gotten any better like they were you know 12 14 hour days and that shit hasn't changed that's still sanctionals that's still everything yeah no the, it's even better because there's more of them yeah right the worst i i, I could still like the worst year for like doing media for grasa ever was 2012 because like in 2012 they wanted a video from every heat of every every uh regional competition for the whole weekend so it was like you're cutting highlight videos of the team event in latin america i'm like who's gonna watch this stuff like i was <laughs> like one yeah but like it was like the most overproduced like not overproduced it was like definitely uh quantity over quality back then but it was like Hey man, we got to feed the machine here. And I think since then they've like obviously gotten rid of everybody and they don't even do that anymore. But well, right. I remember, I remember 2012 was just like, Oh man, we're going to make 118 videos by Sunday. I was like, I don't know how to do this, but somehow made, made it happen. So yeah, we honed it pretty good for uh, the yeah. few years after that. But yeah, in the beginning it was definitely still uh, working out the kinks. Yeah. Trying to figure out how the internet worked, you know? Yeah, minor details, and there was there was no there was every intention of like working out and being fit and like <laughs> carrying on afterwards, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, I think I'll just be up in my hotel room with the Papa John's. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's go-to. Yeah, Papa John's is my go-to uh, at regionals. Like at one time a weekend for sure, I'm ordering up some Papa John's barbecue chicken pizza, no bacon. Get that out of here. Maybe pineapple. No, why I'm, would you not want bacon on there? I don't want that extra fat. Oh yeah, that, that's gonna really drag <laughs> you down. <laughs> this one slice of bacon is really gonna tip me it's over. Mess me up. No, I, I don't like the texture of it. I want my just my chicken, my sauce, my cheese. You know. Okay. Okay. Wow. See, I love listening to all you media guys talk about the good old days because in those days I was just sitting on the couch going, this live feed sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, we're like pouring our heart and soul, sweating, like blood dripping and just trying to get this live feed to work. And like every time we get a small win, we're like, I believe we did it, whatever. And everyone at home is like, this sucks. Yeah, that's that's my my only memory of it. That's it. And that's that's kind of why me and Heber separated ourselves from live production pretty early on we're like okay there's too many things that can too go wrong and yeah too many opinions i'm like i'll just be in post-production making it look sexy okay y'all left me out 
to dry. No, yeah, it is amazing how far everything's come though. And like your guys impact to it for, to me is like really impressive. Like, you know, Nikki and I were talking last night uh, to uh, Tracy who owns a salt bike and Nikki mentioned that she's been CrossFitting since 2010 and I've been doing it since 2011. So we're both old enough to remember in the days when everybody's wearing innovates and like you wanted to find out who won the CrossFit games, you had to like pick up the phone and call somebody. Cause it wasn't anywhere. Like there was no live feed. There wasn't shit. Like it was just people talked about it, you know? Yeah. No, and there was a live feed in 2010 and they broadcast the entire day, every event. And there was like five hosts that never left. Like they worked from seven in the morning oh, yeah. until 10 o'clock at night and, and, and got like zero breaks. Yeah, super, and they like couldn't like pee, right? They like could not get and you, crispy, yeah. and, you, and you couldn't find like where the heat started or ended. So it was just like this 14-hour video that was just nonstop that was very not very helpful for the sport. <laughs> well, I think what you I think what you guys are doing now though that's so interesting to me is that, you know, not only are you covering the sport, but you're involved in it. Like and your content isn't just, "Sorry, right, let's watch Matt work out really fast." You know, like you're doing really fun and funny stuff. And, and for me, I think that's where the community is. Like, that's the really, I'm not trying to butter you up, so to speak, but, oh, but I, you're, you're welcome. Well, I've, I've waited the whole podcast for that joke. Um, <laughs> it must be a dad. I know. I am. Yes. But I mean, seriously, like, you know, you start thinking about what you guys are doing. And I think that's why people gravitate to your, uh, your YouTube page is that, you know, they can see themselves in you and what you're doing. You know, like you're, you're actually out there doing the workouts and you're making fun of each other and you're talking about bacon on pizza and, and, uh, it's, it's honestly, it takes the sport so much farther than it has been. And I, I think that's really kind of the beauty of what you guys are doing. So whatever that's really, really appreciate that. Yeah. I think that like, you know, me and Heber are just for one, we're fans of the sport, but we're also part of the community and we're storytellers and it's somewhat entertaining. So I think that it's made for like a really cool way to like, uh, tell stories that we want to tell that are entertaining. Like we, we always like sit down and kind of try and come up with a good plan of like what we're going to show people or how can we like do something that's that we haven't done or continue to evolve. And it's been a crazy journey and it's been just something that, I'm super passionate about it. It's, it's fun to be a part of this and could continually try and push the, I guess, I don't know, push the envelope, but uh, try and adapt to the changes that keep coming. And also well, it's the work that you guys are doing. That's actually keeping me fit because every time there's an event, I'm like, damn, I got to get my shit together before I go there. Cause a lot of people <laughs> got cameras and God forbid a fever <laughs> Mars whips out a camera and I'm on it looking chubby. So <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta be ready for the buttery bros to swing their camera your way. Hey, you do. I mean, come on, <laughs> like. And all, in all seriousness, for me, like I take that very seriously. Like as a representative, I'll tell this story. So, you guys might have heard the story. Dan Bailey gave me diabetes. Do you guys know the story? I don't know this. Story. Uh, no, I've he, not heard this. He, he didn't really give me diabetes, but in 2013, I was like, but yeah, I was like, Dan, I need to put on some weight. I need to get stronger. He's like, I got it. You got to eat everything, and we're just gonna back squat all the time. <laughs> And I was like, okay. And he sent me this email that was sort of tongue in cheek where he was like, here's your squat program for the week. If you haven't already eaten of five eggs and four pancakes with chocolate peanut butter on top of it with a donut, you're already behind. And I was like, done. So for every night for like three months, I was eating a pint of ice cream. I was waking up and having like Snickers with my, with my oatmeal and eggs and like Twizzlers with my lunch and like I just add everything and I put can on. I just, can I just pause you for a second? Every female in the world fucking hates you right now. <laughs> like so, I can't have I can't have like a rice cake with my eats. Anyway, keep going. Keep so, going. so I worked really hard and I got up to 175 pounds. It was not a good 100. And, it was not a good additional 15 pounds on my frame. And uh, I went out on a shoot for CrossFit where we were in Lake Powell and we were with. We, we were with one cross we were with jen glabaugh who was popular at the time and her boyfriend who we were doing a feature on who was a professional water skier and um we were with a bunch of professional water skiers and a guy from ho skis was there who's a big ski company and uh this driver from nitro circus was there um he was he was our boat driver for the shoot and i remember being there as like a representative of this fitness and health company and i just looked <laughs> 
like in my mind, I just look kind of gross. And I was like, oh, I, can't, I can't be a representative of this thing. And especially now that I'm on camera a lot, I can't be like a face and a representative of the health in, uh, industry and, and motivate people to want to better themselves if I don't feel like I look good, you know, look good, feel good, play good. Yep. And so from after that trip, I was like, okay, I'm making changes in my life. <laughs> and, and ironically, it was a couple of, it was like a month later, Dan Bailey moved back to Santa Cruz. And basically I just trained and did whatever Dan did for, for three months from, from August through October. And uh, I lost all that rate really fast when I was training as much as Dan. I, I still remember the day, like we were playing sand volleyball in Santa Cruz and we were with a buddy that we hadn't seen in a while. And he, and he just looks across the court at Heber and he goes, Heber, you got bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's almost like you don't see your kids grow up until one day they're just old, you know? And I'm like, holy shit, Heber's fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Can I, yeah. like, I like have to stop myself from like getting a complex, like try standing next to the fittest people constantly on every live stream and being like holding a mic, being like, oh, I hope I don't look too gross next to you. How does that work <laughs> out? How do you feel? It's I'm tough, sure. man. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. I, I legit worry about this stuff. Like it was a tongue in cheek joke, but it's true. Like mm-hmm. you go to these events and like, I worry people are going to look at me and go, okay, no wonder he's, good at making jokes he's a big fat ass and doesn't work out at all and i'm like i work out all the time you know it's like so you know and it's even worse as you get i mean you guys will find out you get old like me like shit slows down quick you know mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. it's tough and it, it feels like an obligation most these days for me it feels like an obligation to to continue to send a positive message to people that you can age grace well i don't know if i'm aging gracefully but you can like you know you like can find wine yeah, exactly. Well, and and I, I think especially now with, with COVID-19 and people not having access to gyms, I think yeah. it's easy for people to, and people say that, but I see everyone posting home videos, but like I'll post a picture of myself working out and I'm actually, I get surprised when people are like, Hey man, I saw that and I thought this was really cool. And now I'm motivated to work out. And I'm like, that's weird. But I think that's a real problem today, which is people are like, they don't have that community aspect of going to the gym. So going virtually online and, and helping people want to do that is I think a really important thing that we have the ability to, to push right now. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's definitely like, we joke about it, but it, it's a fine balance for everyone, you know, doing things for your health because you know, they're good for you because you know that you want to be able to play with your kids longer, bring all your groceries up the stairs at once and like, look good, feel good, play good. Just like you said, like, that's something that we need to, we need to work to do better in, in being good to ourselves about, especially in lockdown, but like, you know, being a, motivator for people being a good representative of CrossFit of this health and wellness program and of just everything we're doing. It's all sort of all encompassed at this point. So yeah, it's important to, to continue sending that positivity and just reminding each other that like, we're in this together. We got this. We can keep moving. We can keep eating healthy. We can keep sporging on pancakes. Like it's all good. It's all fine. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what's been cool about our show is like, we don't take ourselves too serious and we don't like, we nerd out on a lot of stuff, but it's like, we don't like try and try and be these like people that people come to for like the most, I don't know. I'm not like a wealth of knowledge, but it's just like, I'm here to like entertain and make people laugh for the most part. Uh, we, we go really hard in workouts and you know, I I probably don't do stretching much as I should, you know, but I, I, that's so bizarre. so there's like, there's everybody has their thing that they can work on, you know? So it's like, you know, everybody's just trying to, to look good naked, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's, I say that constantly. Like I'm just trying to look halfway. Okay. Naked. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm going. <laughs> what is halfway? Okay. Naked. Like where's that? Line? Like I don't need to be all the way. Okay. Naked. Cause like, <laughs> ain't nobody see me naked, but my husband, but like, as long as he don't think I'm gross, then I'm good. Like I don't need yeah. abs, abs, but like maybe like the top ab. Just the one? Yeah, the yeah, top one or two. Like, yeah. Oh, I see that two-pack, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's up? I was just going to say, what's funny is like, since I played college football until now, it's like I could eat a lot or a little, but my weight doesn't change. I feel like I'm, you know, in for a rude awakening when it all slows down. But I literally have had the same physique probably for like, since I got done with school. So, I mean, I've become fitter, but... Uh, I, I just can't really like put on size or lose size. And I am who I am. 
dude, guys suck. This is not fair. This is totally not fair. <laughs> this is how it is in my house too. Whenever my husband is like, oh, I really need to like lose a couple pounds. I'll just stop drinking beers midweek or something. And all of a sudden it's like gone. Midweek oh. beers and I'm good. Come on, man. That's not fair. <laughs> I can't like sniff a bagel. I can't fit into my pants. Tuesday to Friday, I'm dry. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> Way less fun in quarantine, but it works. Well, now we all know you sniff bagels, so that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. You know, I'm getting real deep with y'all. I know, it's a little weird. Well, guys, we appreciate you guys being on. It's been super yeah. fun. Um, you know, I said before, I, you know, I, I know you, I doubt you guys underestimate it, but I think your impact to the community is really tremendous. Um, you know, you were, you were kind of talking about it there at the end around, um, you know, people watch what you do and I think they try to emulate it. I think they, uh, I think you guys are making a big impact to people in quarantine right now that are looking for something to stay motivated. So, you know, we just really appreciate what you're doing. Keep doing it. Uh, you know, if you could go to two episodes a week, that'd be great. So just go <laughs> up. You know? Pressure. <laughs> Well, very, very much appreciate that and happy yeah. to be making content. And it's cool to have a positive impact on people's lives. And if it motivates them to move or just have a better attitude or just laugh a little, then it's a good day. Thank you guys for what you guys are doing. I've, I've been a huge fan of the, the Make Watch Great Again account for a while. And, and it's cool that you guys have got a podcast going on now. Yeah, this has been fun. I have no idea why people listen to us, but it's been a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's been growing quick. We've been really pleased with the the growth of the podcast. Um, you know, Nikki keeps saying we don't know what we're doing, and I think she's right most of the time. I I honestly think we've done a good job of getting interesting people like you guys, and I think yeah. that's what people really kind of gravitate to. They want, you know, it's it is funny how people become fans of of what we all do. You know, and like because I, you know, it's funny. Marston was saying that. You know, like people will message me, for instance, and they go, "Oh, I saw this workout you did," and they'll send me their time. You know, yeah. and I'm like, and I'm like, <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, you know, I can't tell if they're humble bragging, trying to make me feel bad about my time or just trying to, just trying to connect with me. And I honestly have learned it's the, it's the latter. They're just trying to connect yeah. with you. They, yeah. they, you know, sometimes they're trying to make me feel bad and I feel bad regardless, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I know, I know what you mean because like I started doing this litter box dance. I wouldn't even call it a dance. It's a move. I don't even I, trademark, whatever. But like now people will come up and be like, can we do that litter box thing? Is that okay? And I'm like, <laughs> sure. We're all going to look like fools, but I mean, I'm glad we all look like fools together. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. It was really fun to hang out. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Hang out Let's do it again in person soon. Yes, please. Yeah. Super fun. I expect the next uh, documentary to be called The Asterisk. Uh, I'll be on that <laughs> one telling my story. And yeah. uh, Asterisk on there. There you go. And we appreciate it. Well, guys, thanks so much. Uh, Nikki, great to see you again, as always. To everyone listening, uh, thanks for being on, and we will chat with you all soon.